listening to the Cars of Carlisle podcast, episode 24, Fall Carlisle and the Carlisle Auction. Cars of Carlisle is your favorite internationally downloaded podcast about all things automotive. Each week, Darren and Holly bring you topics from car shows to racing to personal stories about local car nuts. Today, you'll hear all about the cool cars that will be up for consignment and a brand new feature this year called the VIP Power Pickers. So let's get revved up. Hello, Cubers. It's Darren. And Holly. Welcome back. Episode 24. We can't believe... How about it, Holly? We're at the end of the 2018 season as far as shows here in Carlisle. I know. It feels like we just started. I have to tell you... It's almost sad. I I hate to see the season end, but hold back the tears because this podcast goes on 52 weeks a year. We will not miss a week. We owe it to you, our fans, you cubers. We're definitely going to keep coming up with content. In fact, we had a really cool interview two nights ago. We did. So we'll touch a little bit on that here at the wrap up, but a lot to tell you on that. Really an exciting opportunity and we both had such a great time with it. But anyhow, we'll get, get to that in a minute. Um, but if you notice there that uh, Rev that we promised back in episode 23, that is actually the 2013 BRZ. After Tuesday night, spending time in Chambersburg with my buddy Bill Anderson, and we did install the man engineering non-resonated cat back exhaust. Whoop, whoop. It was We did it under two hours, and I have to tell you, it was so much fun. And I wanted to get a sound bite, but uh, Bill is actually taking a long weekend with his wife. But uh, he he did a basic testimonial with all the years he's been working on cars. He was shocked that we were able to do that exhaust in under two hours. Normally, there's he's have to get the acetylene torch out, and there's modifications to be made, and it was so easy. Uh, he was very complimentary of man engineering and the engineering behind that. That's so cool to make that such an easy install. It fits the the exhaust tips fit perfectly in the rear apron it looks amazing sounds great uh having a lot of fun with it and you and i were we're looking for any opportunity to drive it this week so yes so lots of fun avoiding all police <laughs> <laughs> well we're behaving ourselves so. sorry yes never over the speed limit no behaving ourselves definitely <laughs> so uh pay attention as you hear that each week you'll you can know uh, what what car that is exactly where it's coming from so with that um couple calls and emails. Uh, we tried reaching out to Tony Klein. He is the event manager for the Carla auction. He has been so swamped that he wasn't able to uh, give any time for the, the fall auction. So we did some of our own homework. In fact, a, a, a thanks to Ron Kuhn, who's in on the team, and he is actually going to be working with us so that we can get a, a setup um, Wednesday night. So as the auction logistics manager, he's going to let us put a table out. We'll have Carla... Um, Cars of Carlisle there represented. We're going to have some handouts and what have you along with we're doing a if as people come in they'll sign a registry form give us their email address and win a chance to have a custom Cars of Carlisle t-shirt their size and what have you will have it made and and shipped to their address of choice. Awesome. So if you are coming to the auction this year be sure to stop over in the expo center right along the main entrance look for the Cars of Carlisle table and uh, grab a business card, grab some of our promotional items, and definitely sign your name along with your email address. We definitely would love to see you win this uh, giveaway. 
I know last time we talked about uh, there would be cookies. Do we have confirmation on whether we there have, will be cookies? Uh, we have a pretty solid 95% confirmation <laughs> we're going to have the custom CFC cookies there. Our social media manager is also our um, appointed baker. Baker <laughs> Extraordinary. Extraordinary. Yeah. Yes, I like that. So he has, uh, he has said he's going to try and uh, get a batch. Awesome. Because so. they are so yummy. I'll be on the West Coast uh, until middle of the week. So if not, I'll have to stay up late and... See if I can help in the kitchen or something. Somebody yeah, get that, get exactly. That in. <laughs> but hey, I, uh, so one of the things you uh, you and I talked about before we came on the air was this is our first time officially recording in a Studio A. Yes. Now, last week was Studio C, which was humming along at 65 miles an hour, coming north on I-81, uh, coming up from Charlotte. And yes, today, this is the first official we've, we're sitting down we're face to face with our studio mics on the boom arms, and we've got our big screen for monitoring the uh, the mic levels and things. It's pretty cool to be in our true official permanent studio now. So yeah, we even have the uh, the light outside the door that says yes. "On the Air" in neon blue. <laughs> it's pretty fancy. <laughs> Because, you know, there's a house full of people here. And so we have to make sure everybody knows we are on the air. <laughs> it does. It's very fun. It feels very official. And it's exciting that we're settled and we'll be able to record from the same place every week. Indeed. With Fall Carlisle, this is the second largest show of the year, typically. And being a swap meet, and this is going back to when this originated in the 80s with Bill Miller and, and Chip Miller. Um, the fall show is always pretty amazing in the sense just the size and scale of everything. And uh, and if you recall, earlier this spring, we did a, a special tribute to Diane Vaughn here at Cars of Carlisle. And this being the last show in Carlisle for the 2018 season, this concludes her, her uh, time with Carlisle events. So on Saturday at the grandstand for vendors and friends of Carlisle events and Diane Vaughn. They're going to have a, a bit of a reception, if you will. I think there's going to be some free food and things, but it's 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, as a way to, to wish her the very best in her retirement years. Yeah, and I think it was uh, really nice, too, looking ahead at the event guide for this year's show. They have a really nice special feature in there about Diane. It's a few pages long mm-hmm. and talks about her career there, gives her comments and, and you know, thoughts and emotions about retiring. And mm-hmm. then also goes into what Lance says about her and what uh, Bill Miller Jr. says. And so I think it's really nice to, to pay homage. And then even some of you guys' comments, just the regular um, expo goers, as it were. Right. Um, having thoughts about Diane. Everybody knows Diane. So I think it's really sweet to pay tribute and you should definitely check it out in the event guide. Yeah. Bill Miller too, having been uh, essentially her co-boss since the very, very beginning. And to, and of course with Chim- Chip's unfortunate early passing, but Lance and Bill Miller three, they grew up of course around the fairgrounds and the offices and, and Diane was a bit like uh, that special fun aunt uh, that they, they've known all their lives. So, yeah, she will be missed by so many people. People that have come to the show for decades, those that have worked with her, uh, she is a unique and extremely special person. And uh, we hope forward, we look forward to having her visit uh, hereafter, but uh, having her not on the official roster will be sad, for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely different. 
Well, I think one of the things that as we were getting prepped for this particular podcast and talking through things, I don't know how many people were familiar, but the fact that Carlisle Auctions really ignited itself in November of 2013, and that was when uh, there was activity in Zephyr Hills, Florida, and that then materialized and came uh, came in, came to be really the four auctions that happen now through Carlisle events, both in Florida and here in Carlisle, and anywhere from four to 500 cars cross the block each year, Wow! and uh, really looking forward to some of the great... Uh, great consignment cards. In fact, Holly has that up on her tablet. We'll talk about some of those those key cards. But with that, I think one of the things that uh, Carlisle Auctions touts, and I think there's a good point to that, is the fact that they really try to make it approachable. Uh, there are much larger auctions and, and what have you, but they feel that, um, to quote from their website, with Carlisle Auctions, you're more than just a number. You really are a part of the family. And that's that's a big part of what they strive for. And they the three key words that they, they use quite a bit in their marketing and promotions are that it's free and less sold. Now, there are, of course, requirements and parameters around that. But essentially, uh, if a particular vehicle does not sell, then the consigner uh, is able to get a bit, if not all, of their consignment fee back. And now there are, of course, stipulations and what have you. But uh, it really helps with the the quality of the cars that are, are going across the block. And I'll miss it this year. Just spring got to do the, the driving across the block. We've got some things going on uh, personally and otherwise business-wise that uh, will prevent us from being actively involved to all facets this year. But uh, yeah, definitely have to get back in the seat in spring. For sure. That was fun. Do you want to talk a little bit about some of the, the key cars? And this is sort of, this year has been so good for Holly because she has, grown in understanding what Mopar is and what makes a car particularly valuable and have you. So we we did a little bit of our homework before the show and I'm going to turn it over to her. So the first one that I have to mention, which is really kind of, um, it's a, I don't know, I don't know if this is the right way to use this term, but I'm going to throw <laughs> okay, it out there. It's kind ahead. of a sleeper oh. in the fact that it's a 2002 red Trans Am, okay. which normally wouldn't seem like a big deal. Right. Uh, but this one has eight miles on it. That's exceptionally. Eight. Single digit people. Wow. Um, Essentially, they pulled it off the line, drove it up onto a truck, drove it into a dealership, and somebody probably trailed it home and put it in a hermetically sealed box. So. Yeah. I mean, it looks brand spanking. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, also, in referring to some low mileage cars, there's a 2002 Camaro SS convertible with 2,800 miles and a 1988 ASC McLaren Very cool. with 7,100 miles. So some really low mileage cars, surprisingly. Um, there is a, this was kind of cool um, in my limited knowledge of cars, but a 1978 FJ40. So... Those are uh, highly desirable. Yeah, like the Toyota FJ Cruisers mm-hmm. that are out today, right? Right, but the classic ones are just so cool. Yeah, very, very cool. Um, and then, of course, as you mentioned about Mopar, there's some Barracudas. Very nice. We have a 72, a 73, uh 72 Challenger is going to be there. And then on the Chevy side, we have a 1970 Nova. And then various models of the um, Corvettes will be 
sold as well. And then when you go back into the early models, um, you get into a 1957 Mercury Turnpike Cruiser pace car. It's a big vehicle too. It Lots is a big vehicle with uh, it's it's a convertible, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's somewhat unusual. Not, I mean, in the mid to late '60s, I know that Camaro and what have you. A lot of times, the pace cars would be convertibles, but typically now, if anything, that's a target top. But yeah, it's a big uh, rag top like that. It's pretty pretty much standout. Have some really old model Corvettes. There's a 1956 in a teal-ish color, which is nice. Now, is that an official Chevy color? <laughs> teal-ish, <laughs> yeah. And then I think there was a um, teal-ish metallic too, but that was <laughs> that was special order. <laughs> and then there's a 1957 Bel Air, which, which I know we, we had. Love. Yeah, and we did the episode on the Bel Air mm-hmm. uh, a while back. My question about that one, it says in here, no reserve. What does that mean? means that it's like anything in an auction that, let's say, if you were selling a car, you would want 10000 no less than $10,000. So where reserve is basically the basement level. If someone, the highest the bidding goes is to 9000 then by having a $10,000 reserve in this example, the car doesn't sell. Okay. You get to take it home because you're not going to... Let, let it go for less than what you feel it's worth. When a car doesn't have a reserve, they're trusting that the bidding process will take it at or to the level that they're hoping for, if not higher. But strange things can happen. And let's say in this example, someone feels their car is worth 10000 They do not put a reserve on it. Uh, there's not a lot of activity. The auctioneer can only get it up to $3,900. Then they're essentially, someone's getting a pretty great deal and that person's gonna see, uh, see their car go for quite a bit less than they had hoped. Ouch. But for someone who's bidding, a no reserve is very attractive. Yeah. For that okay. very reason. Well, that's really good to know. Mm-hmm. So I realized we didn't say this at the top of the show, and it's really important I'm to I'm reading mention. your mind. I know where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> the dates for the show and the auction. So the show is running October 3rd through 7th, mm-hmm. and the auction is running the 4th through the 6th. Right. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday is the auction. Right. Wednesday through Sunday on the show. Yes. So that's that's really good to note. And then I think the other thing that we were going to talk a little bit about was some of the things to expect at the uh, show this year. I, well, you mentioned you uh, dropped a bit of a hint at the top of the hour, or top of the show itself, with the uh, the VIP. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So that was something I saw, again, uh, just looking at the event guide, VIP Power Pickers. This is the first time it's ever been introduced. And normally, if you've been to an event before, you know that this is an event without an on-grounds parking option. So this year, they're changing it so that they do have some parking inside gate five. And then in addition, you also get a lot of other perks as well. So for $99, you can be a VIP power picker. You get admission for every day of the event, the on-grounds parking that's just inside gate five, You get a Hemmings canvas shopping tote. You get a free coffee, a free bidder's badge at the auction, and discount offers. So you can get these passes for sale at Gate 5 as well. So if you happen to wait till you come, you can still be a VIP power picker. I'm not sure. It doesn't say here if there's a limit to how many people they're allowing for that. But 
I would think that would be a pretty popular mm-hmm. option with the on-grounds parking being a big draw. But yeah, so that's pretty exciting for this year. So one of the other things that's happening that happened in the Spring Carlisle show as well was Sparks for Barks, where Steve Mercurio, who is the owner of the Pro Metal Shop, is taking donations of pet food for the Speranza Animal Rescue. And he is putting the finishing touches on the Wagon Tails Rough Rod, which is a pull-behind pet transport that he built specifically to benefit the Speranza Animal Rescue. Uh, It says here that it resembles the Scooby-Doo Mystery Machine (laughs) and goes up for auction at the Expo Center Friday at 2. So if you uh, are into that kind of thing, this would be something you should be on the lookout for. So that's pretty exciting. And I think one of the other things that you always like is the worship service. I don't think that's worth mentioning. It's, uh, you have the time? Yeah, it's at 9 on Sunday. Okay. And I think that's really great that Carlisle Events does that for all of their shows. That for those that are in Carlisle for the weekend, their non-denominational service happens and uh, right on the fairgrounds in the grandstand area. And that allows everyone to have, uh, have that hour of faith in the middle of uh, a busy time and, of course, all the activity away from home. So I think that's a, a great feature. Yeah. And one of my other favorites is the Women's Oasis, as you know. You've actually taken me under the tent there. I have. I forced you to go. No, and, that was all right. I uh, it was fun, it. Right? it was. So uh, the usual suspects, you know, they've got some of the same um, Damsel in Defense and Pampered Chef and Avon. But there's some other ones, too, that are good to note. Uh, one called the Family Jewels. And calm delight oils and another one called knits happen uh and there's several but uh you won't want to miss that so definitely check out the women's oasis while you're there and i need to just to i know we're we're talking fall carlisle but i have to already jump ahead to next august if you don't mind something came across my mind and i want to share with our listeners and that is that they just announced on the Carlisle event site that they're going to be doing a race reunion and that's coming to Carlisle next August. Oh yeah. It's the Corvettes at Carlisle feature special racer display and, in, and there'll be special display of Corvette race cars on premises. In fact, Lance Miller will be hand selecting the 20 best. And right now they're opening it up to anyone that's has a Corvette race car and they want to represent all the generations C1 on up and uh, to C7. Nicely done. I'm so very proud of you, Holly. And with that, uh, for this race car reunion, Lance is going to handpick the 20 finest in his mind of what represents. So that will be part of the Corvettes of Carlisle 2019. So already my mind is jumping to August of next year. Maybe we should just get through the fall, through the winter. But I just wanted to mention that for those that (laughs) maybe are listening and have a, or know of someone that has ties to... Uh, a legacy or a wonderful Corvette uh, race iteration. So, random question. Please. Would Justin Peachy qualify for something like this? Because he drives that Corvette for autocross, right? Right. But that's actually a, a streetcar that has been modified for autocross usage. What, so, this is like legit racing. These are, uh, this is a car that, uh, like the Cunningham um, Corvette that raced Le Mans, it would be something like that, that it is a car that was essentially bespoke, purpose-built, roll cage. It was even um, Chevrolet-sponsored. It spent all its time on the racetrack. Okay. Likely never saw 
time on the streets as a as a licensed registered vehicle. So, okay, that makes but sense. No, that's, it helps that's, clear it up for it's me. It's a very very fair question, but no. Uh, okay. Corvette has been and Chevrolet have been in in formal racing for quite some time, but yeah, good question. Great. Uh, let's see. So I can't wait. Can we can we talk about what uh, what we our interview from this week? I and... won't even I won't even bang the table for a drum roll. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just so excited because I want to share. It um, was wasn't it a blast? It was so much fun, and I'm so excited to share this with our listeners. And I just can't wait to get those episodes out there. Uh, we had so much content from talking to these guys that we're going to actually do a two part episode. So that you can really uh, yeah. take it all in. Episode 25 and 26. Be ready. Yes. So uh, we got this connection through your dad, Rick Reichard, who mm-hmm. does the who was obviously a big part of the Corvette show that we've talked about and um, hooked us up with our Bel Air friends. Absolutely. And um, so this time we talked to Don Peroni. Who is the owner Mr. of Mr. Bronco? Is they is he's known really? Yeah, and he's the owner of a company which we <laughs> so love called Bronchitis. Because, Bronchitis LLC. <laughs> because his wife said they were him and his son were they had a sickness. Yeah, with we got to meet Broncos. Drew as well. His son. Yeah, we did get to meet his son. So they his wife said that they had uh, developed bronchitis, and so now that's <laughs> the name of their company, which is really fun. That's off to Luann for that clever name for the LLC. Yes, and then his partner was is Bob Nauman, mm-hmm. and we really lucked out and went to the shop Thursday night. Don's partner was there. Yeah, and that was total happenstance. I mean, we didn't know he was going to be there. Uh, Bob Nauman was there working on one of his personal cars that he has for his collection. It was a Dodge, and it was really old. He likes the early model stuff, so that mm-hmm. was kind of cool. Um, and we talked to him about some of his other cars as well, which were very interesting. And they build concourse level vehicles. Yes. Hundreds of thousands of dollars in these restorations. And Bob is a painter, right? That's oh, wait, his. Since 14. He does body as well, but mm-hmm. paint is definitely, it seems like, his passion. Mm-hmm. And he does amazing stuff with that yeah since he was 14 years old Mm -hmm. so he's been doing that for over 40 years and these guys are just a wealth of knowledge and so fun to talk to and looking at these broncos was amazing we were in dillsburg which is only 20 minutes from south of carlisle and had it was such a uh unassuming building i mean the shop itself has no sign out front uh He's been in business, I think he said, since 83 or the early 80s, whenever he was a, a programmer. Right. And started doing this on the side. And yep. Bob then made this into a full-time living. Um, but you wouldn't know this building holds inside of it some incredible vehicles and the work they do. Yeah, it was amazing. So super pumped. We're going gonna- <laughs> to... We're going to have episode 25 is going to be focused on Don mm-hmm. and his Broncos. And we're going to hear about um, the Moab, Utah trip and the some amb- other and the ambulance, the Bronco, that's the Bronco ambulance, yes. mm-hmm. which is super cool story. And then uh, episode 26 will be dedicated to Bob and him telling us about his 07 Franklin, which yes. was very cool. I think we got a little bit of that in the interview. But I laughed when he said Bob and his wife, along with Don and his wife, Luann, they were down in the Louisville, Kentucky area, and they were driving this 
1907 <laughs> everywhere. And a police officer pulled him over, just wanted to see under the hood. And because it is uh, a horseless carriage era vehicle. It's so, and it was going slower than the speed limit. It was. It was. But the fact that then I guess they had some engine trouble. They called AAA and he was on the phone with a, a female agent. And she said, and what year is the vehicle? And he said, 07. And she said, and what make is it? And he said, Franklin. She said, I've never heard of that. He said, it's in 1907. She said, oh, I wrote it down as 2007. So she said, that's the first I've ever had of that. And I'm sure it is. Because that was another thing that Bob said it was fascinating is the fact that this 1907 that we got to see, and he gave us a full tour of, uh, is the only roadworthy Franklin in the world there's one other one that is on the road uh, but it's it's not uh, fully not restored and it's having some issues I guess and then the third one is a basket case it's completely unrestored and I think Bob will get into that but to see one of one as far as vehicles that are fully operational and still on the road and roadworthy that was that was pretty much an honor. Such a, a load of fun, and yeah, two hours that we were there. So we're gonna pare it down and give you guys the highlights, and mm-hmm. that'll be episodes twenty five and twenty six. So looking forward to that. And while this episode twenty four may be a little shorter than normal, um, bear with us because twenty five and twenty six will probably be forty five to fifty minutes each. We had we were recording for almost two full hours the other night. It was just so much fun so that gets us to the end of the show do you care if I run out and fire up the BRZ and rev it a little bit uh, it's a little late <laughs> I, then again the neighbors may not exactly speaking of police they may not be so happy with that well I would say between the revving of your BRZ and the drums that you were playing earlier today mm. might be a little too much for but a little boisterous <laughs> <laughs> a, little, a little rowdy a little rowdy as we might say So I guess at this point, I'll simply say, drive well. And be well. Take Take care. care.